Welcome to Self-Formation BU, the journey of your personal revelation. Today I have an interesting guest with me. His name is Lukas Vogt and he has an, a story that we will hear just now. He will introduce himself, but um, his profession today is dealing with mushrooms and selling it as well to restaurants. And I would like to hear now from you, Lukas, what is your story? Hello, Edna. Thank you for having me. Before I was uh, planting mushrooms, I studied architecture and I've been working as an architect. And as I didn't like to work in an office that much, I was always thinking about something more handcrafty to do. And uh, growing mushroom is very handcrafty. You have to do a lot of work with your hands and It's not sitting in front of the cube computer very much. So it really fitted my what I like to do. And uh, I didn't come with the idea very quickly. It took me quite some years, actually, to come here. And uh, I think the initial thing was a documentary about mushrooms. Okay. And uh, I found this guy so very interesting that I started to grow mushrooms at home as a hobby almost a year the more i dealt with them the more i tried to plant them the more i liked them and so i thought why not give it a try and try to make a living out of it uh, be with the mushrooms every day <laughs> yeah because mushrooms are a little bit like human beings right it's like not a plant and it's not an animal And it's interconnected. I mean, yeah, they're um, also breathing like us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they communicate mm -hmm. and they make other ones either a good environment or a not that good environment communicating with the trees. I, I had um, two other podcasts, one with June Lichty. We also spoke quite a bit about mushrooms and another guy that is a therapist and he works with mushrooms as well. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, I think I'm going to interview a few more people about mushrooms because it really is in Chinese medicine. We also use them in, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in the medicine part of healing the body and the soul as well. Yes. So, but before that you were an architect and um, to choose to be an architect is also, it has also to do with building and crafting and imagination And all that. And it's not an easy study. I mean, everyone that I know that studied architecture had a lot of sleepless nights before the exams, right? I know that, yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> tell sure. us a bit about where do you come from? Who are you? I've been grown up in Switzerland in a small town close to Zurich. What interested me about architecture is broad thematics that it has. So you You deal with many things in the same time. And you have to know a little bit about everything, mm -hmm. I would say, in short. yeah. That was very interesting for me in advance. But then I found out that in the end, you're mostly in the office in front of your computer. And mm -hmm. the things, there's many thematics, they're just in, in your mind, in your brain mm -hmm. most of the time. So it's a lot of brain work there. And uh, that's not what I wanted to 
stay with, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I learned a lot of things that I can use now, building yeah. up this whole mushroom thing. Yeah. Yeah. And where was like, I mean, how how old are you? I'm turning 40 this year. When was like the turning point or what brought you to the point where you go like, oh, this is not my career path and like because it's it's always like a development it's not like from one day to the other right you know the moment when i realized this is not it i will not stay to be architect forever already appeared while studying actually oh okay yes and i i did an intern after two years of study moved in an office and there i realized well this is actually my habitat i would say because office i mean that yeah. that was it yeah but then i stayed with it for over 10 years more till i chose to quit because i i somehow wanted to finish what i started did you have a burnout or something that like led you to the point where that's enough yeah i took a break when i when i did this intern i didn't work there very long and i quit like a month a month after starting I oh, quit wow. the intern okay. mm -hmm. because I was like disappointed. And then I had like two or three weeks where I was just quite, kind of depressed, not knowing where to go from here and sitting around and thinking. And I started to be bicycle messenger then. That really took me out of, of this mental circles that where to go, what to do. And I was mm -hmm. just on my bike on the road and I liked it very much. Okay. And then when I did that for some time, I had energy back to go on with my studies. It was okay. just, I needed a break there. Yeah, it's very tough studies. I mean, I know mm -hmm. <laughs> I know a few people who, who have studied architecture something years ago where it was still not so much in front of the computer. It was literally yeah. painting. Yeah. I think that's also a big difference, right? Yeah, Going from makes... the actual matter to the virtual makes it a bit more impersonal, I guess, but also gives some opportunities to think more in depth and have like the surround viewing. It's it's always like a pro and a contra or a, yeah. a plus and a minus. Yeah, it has both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's usually very small. I, I think I told you when we met first, um, my ex-husband's brother, he was an architect and mm -hmm. uh, I helped him once. That mm -hmm. was like in the 90s. I helped him with cardboard and with um i think there was also a part with like uh, uh matchsticks or something yeah you know yeah. like wooden sticks wooden need. sticks yeah or something yeah it looked like matchsticks it looked like, yeah, <laughs> uh, to help to him build a model thing. yeah yeah uh -huh. <laughs> yeah yeah and i remember it was so tiny and like oh don't touch don't touch don't very, very. <laughs> yeah 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 you have to be very careful <laughs> exactly hold it until the glue sticks exactly then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So connectivity, I mean, this is, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something interesting if you are fully connected to it and being with the material. So the material that in the end you build a, a house, is that uh, also something that you learn or probably yes, right? Yeah, for sure. You learn a lot about mm -hmm. materials, different mm -hmm. kinds of materials that are used for building a house. And is there a lot of toxicity that is being used in, in building materials when building new houses, or do they try to use as sustainable and healthy as possible? Well, we're on the way to get there to be sustainable and healthy and uh, 
toxic materials are banned nowadays. Ah, really? Okay. You wouldn't use them okay. anymore. Most houses are built from wood or brickstone or concrete nowadays, okay. I would say. Okay. And then insulation, which can be foams from uh, artificial material or okay. or even cellulose or okay. wood chips or whatever. Yeah, there's okay. many different ways now. And it turns to be more and more sustainable nowadays. That's good mm -hmm. to know. Because mm -hmm. I actually had a few clients a few years ago who were living in Minergy houses. Mm -hmm. When they moved in, they started with allergies. Yeah. Well, and we had to kind of, I told him to get some information what the rest of the material is made from. And there might have been some allergens in the wood um, floors. Yeah. Could I mean. be, could <laughs> yeah. be that they're like, made to last so they would yeah. put them in some liquid to make them last longer so but um, you can yeah. always choose if you build a house if you want to have raw material or yeah. printed material yeah well if you rent you cannot really choose you just go no. where you like it no. if you <laughs> yeah. Rent, yeah yeah so let's go back to the mushrooms so uh, mm -hmm. i've seen your mushrooms growing mm -hmm. i know that they have names mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're like your pets right how give us a little bit of an insight of how you grow them what do they need and where is it like different mushrooms or only the lion's mane that you're using or, or growing what is your wish where you want to go with them and i heard through the grapevine that you're establishing a company yes i'm here now for almost half a year I'm building up this uh, mushroom farm uh, mainly, as you said, I grow lion's mane mushroom and I try to deliver fresh mushrooms. O also, I have uh, like four, four or five other strains of mushroom, but the most that I grow is lion's mane. And okay. they grow on wood and sawdust, wood sawdust, mm -hmm. and um, some supplements that I add to improve the yields. Okay, what supplements do you use? Germ, okay. wheat germ, like, yeah, like shells of, of wheat yeah. grains, and uh, then I mix the substrate ball, add water, of course, and inoculate and let them grow through. Wait, wait till the whole bag is white, mm -hmm. and then put them in the fruiting room. And you are delivering to one or a couple of restaurants, right? Yeah, for now, I deliver to one restaurant, also like friends. Private customers that like the mushrooms can have them. Yeah, so I, I know that mushrooms are very, I mean, I'm working then with the end product, right? But mm -hmm. uh, mushrooms need to have a very, I think, moist environment, if that's... Yes, they like... Moist and cool or... Yeah, yeah. it depends on the strain, but moist mm -hmm. is always good, yeah. Like mm -hmm. uh, 95 to 99% of humidity in the air. And uh, the mushroom, the lion's mane mushroom likes cold, so around 16 degrees Celsius, mm -hmm. and and a little light, go to fruiting state. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I just have this controlled environment in a fruiting box. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have a restaurant who is buying from you, so you're continuously, once a week or once a month, you deliver them how, how much? For now, yields are quite fresh. Whenever I harvest, and I, for now I harvest twice a week, and I get out two kilos a week. 
Oh wow! Okay, that's that is quite not, a lot for mushrooms. Well, no, it's not enough. <laughs> no, it's not, it's okay. not enough. It's <laughs> little. It's little still. And uh, I'd like to harvest like two kilos a day. So, it's, so what do you need if you would have people in Switzerland listening to you? And maybe some people might have a place or a tip where you could. Do you have any wish for some, like for yourself, that someone might be able to help you with? Like a better space to have. Mm -hmm, maybe. Yeah, I found out that this space, it's been a, a, a wine shop. We're in the parts where they store the wine. So mm -hmm. it's actually temperature wise quite okay. But I found out that in summer it's too warm. So I need to have a cooling system for any like underground place where you have a stable temperature like below 20 degrees would be perfect for mushrooms mm -hmm. and uh, fresh air cool somehow somehow like bring in fresh air and uh, a stable cold environment and it needs to be in the city because i want to deliver every day fresh with the bicycle and okay. i don't want to drive in the city with a car yeah or lorry like yeah big companies i want to make keep it small so need to be in the city and on on the ground is better than more stable so lion's man let's go a little bit into the thematic what is lion's man so the the um, chinese name for it is hotogu and the latin name of it is herentium mm -hmm. erinaceus right or are there different yes I'm TCM, but functional medicine as well. So the ingredients of the heritium lion's mane, it has a lot of uh, amino acids and enzymes, right? Mm -hmm. So a very healthy, also for vegans um, who want to still um, get their right proteins and uh, amino acids. I mean, amino acid is a breaking down of a protein, essential amino acids um, into their system. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about what um, heritium is for health? As far as I heard, somehow helps to build up brain cells, like mm -hmm. the insulation around the brain cells, this layer of insulation, it helps to build it up so you can grow. Myelin, I think. Myelin, yeah, genau. that's the term, yeah. So your body would grow nerve cells mm -hmm. quicker if you eat lion's mane mushroom. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there are a few studies about multiple sclerosis with that, and I think Alzheimer's as well, but mainly multiple sclerosis. So there is like a tendency in the MS world that, um, and also some vital studies that show that if they go vegan and stop meat, mm -hmm. but eat mushrooms, uh, specifically lion's mane, that it helps them to have less Schübe uh, in German uh, <laughs> outbursts of, outburst of like exactly a push yeah. a push of the disease yeah. yeah exactly and then it I think also helps with the eye health which also is connected with um, okay. MS so all of the mushrooms actually have huge nutritional values well some of them some of them uh, there's so many no no I mean I mean the edible ones the edible ones yeah <laughs> the, the edible, edible ones. ones sorry I need to say yeah. It like that yeah 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 <laughs> You've got the other ones, which are very interesting too, but we're not going to go today. We will talk about that maybe another, in another podcast. But uh, the edible ones have got all very good ingredients for health. 
Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. they are not an animal and not a plant, but do have this connectivity and the communication between trees and the communication between themselves, and they have the, those spores that they are basically, when they breathe, um, spreading into the air, because without them we cannot breathe at all, right? We cannot live on this earth. Profit that you can get from eating mushrooms is mm-hmm. with your immune system. Exactly. They just push your immune system. And they have a lot of, uh, I don't know what what they're called, the things that are in there, but mm-hmm. they help to build like white blood cells. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's and, what I wanted yeah. to go through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they push the immune system and the immune system is also a network mm-hmm. from the top mm-hmm. to the bottom in mm-hmm. the cells, in the bloodstream, in the lymphatic system, in the organs, um, wherever we can this ease we can do like um, this function that the body attacks itself or when the immune system is like uh, too weak we are immune deficient so you have like both extremes and the mushrooms are balancing it out mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. in when we take a, a strawberry versus a mushroom in the mushroom we have enzymes which is pretty amazing mm-hmm. i mean enzymes is something mm-hmm. that we usually have inside of ourselves it's a key to break down something and uh, yeah. you don't have that in so much in you, you do have it in some plants uh, wine has some enzymes and broccoli has some enzymes and so mm-hmm. on but you don't have it in that quantity like you have in the mushroom yeah and in animal products you don't have enzymes either so it's literally like a a helper for the human system to be able to digest other foods i think it comes from the point that mushrooms they digest outside of their body they don't have a belly as we do send these enzymes like out of themselves and then digestion process takes part outside of the mushroom Uh and then so is that in the head no, it's not in the the head. You would call the fruit body. Uh-huh. No, it's in the the mycelium. The most of uh, part of okay. the mushroom is the mycelium, actually, yeah. not the fruit body that you see. Yeah, because okay. the mushroom is there when you don't see it. It's just yeah. in rotten wood or yeah. in uh, in the soil. It's everywhere all the time, mm-hmm. and it breaks down stuff all the time. Like, mm-hmm. but outside of his own body, and then yeah. takes in. What it really can what get from there. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's why they they produce so much of this enzyme because they're always digesting all the time, but yeah. not in themselves, out of themselves. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's do another podcast about the life of the mushroom. The life of the mushroom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, perfect. Time. Yeah. For your story of your development and so on, Lucas, can you give me like a last sentence of what do you wish? What is your wish? What is like the uh, an ending sentence of yours? Well, it's been a lot of effort the last year to put up this mushroom farm. And I wish to keep on having the energy to keep it going. Yeah, beautiful. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very simple and very yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for sharing a little bit about yourself. And yeah. we will continue on the mushroom, mushrooms life in another yeah, time. Let's do that. Let's do Perfect. that. Perfect.
Thank you so much for that. And we will talk soon and you will hear from Lucas Vogt and everything that you need to know about him. He, we will have here under the podcast with the biography and contact details. Thank okay. you, Edna. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And now I-